0: I'm Chad Roberts, and I want to welcome you to this edition of Awakened to Grace. Today we are in part two of a sermon entitled, A Letter from Satan. We are in a series called, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. And you know what, my friends, King Hezekiah, we're going to study today out of 2 Kings chapter 19. When this massive army came against King Hezekiah, an army of 185,000 plus men... Well, they sent a letter, a threatening letter to him. And you know what the Bible says that Hezekiah did? The Bible says that He spread it before the Lord. Friends, what do you do when you receive terrifying news? What do you do when you receive tragic news? For some, it comes through a medical diagnosis. For some, a lawsuit, a bankruptcy, a divorce decree. We're going to talk today about what do you do when you get a letter from Satan? Well, according to this scripture, You take it to the Lord. And you know what the principle is throughout our series? The battle does not belong to us. It is not ours to fight. The battle belongs to the Lord. And for those who will let God fight their battles, listen, our job is to simply trust. Our job is to look to the Lord. And when we do that, well, God is able. He is more than able. He is capable of fighting our battles. Well, I hope you enjoy this part two of this sermon entitled, A Letter from Satan, from this series, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. So how do we handle the enemy? How do we handle such threats? How do we handle such attacks? Verse 36. Do you know what Israel did? The Bible says that the men of Judah were silent and they did not answer him a word. Taking notes, write this down. Here's the principle. When Satan comes against you, have nothing to do with him. Jesus is our example. How did he handle Satan in the wilderness in Matthew 4? Did Jesus converse with Satan? Did he argue? Did he try to get logical? Did he get analytical? No. How did Jesus handle Satan? He spoke the word at him. And short of that, he never said another word to him. All he said is, it is written. And then he spoke the word. Praise God. Amen? Amen. And you don't need to argue with the enemy. You don't need to argue with other people. You don't need to analyze, and you don't need to get all logical, and you don't need to figure out all the angles. You don't need to figure out the solution. No, do you know how you handle yourself? I'm so glad you asked. I'll show you. Go to chapter 19. Did I make it through 18? Did I get all the scriptures right? All right, all right. If I get off, you throw something at me. I need a little shocker up here where if I get it wrong, it just... Shocks me a little, right? (laughs) With a metal podium, I guess that would work. (laughs) Say amen if you're with me right now. Now, so often, the worst news that we get in life so often comes in the form of a letter so often it comes from the enemy. King Hezekiah received this written letter from Sennacherib. I want you to note in your Bibles, chapter 19, verse 14. What did King Hezekiah do? Now watch this, my friends. Just like with King Jehoshaphat last week, there is no mention of the Israeli military. There is no mention of the military generals. There's no inventory of horses or chariots or swords or spears or shields. Do you know what King Hezekiah did? Look at it in your Bible. He took the letter and he spread it before the Lord. Fascinating. He didn't go to the politicians. He didn't go to the generals. He didn't go to the mighty men of war. Hezekiah went to God. And what do you do when you get threats from the enemy? My friends, you don't go to others. You don't argue with Satan. You don't try to find all the angles and solutions. No, my friends, you go to the Lord. And when you get it deep in your soul, the battle belongs to God. He will be the first one you go to and the only one you go to. And Hezekiah takes this to the Lord. He goes to the temple. He spreads the letters before the Lord. Let me tell you, you've gotten a bad letter. You've gotten a medical diagnosis. You've gotten a divorce decree. You've gotten a lawsuit. You've gotten a pink slip from your job. And you're jobless right now. You've gotten a bankruptcy or a summons to court. Let me tell you what to do with that letter. Spread it before the Lord. Amen. Bring it before God. And watch how Hezekiah prays. People ask me from time to time. They say, Pastor Chad, how can I learn to pray? You know what the answer always is? Pray the prayers of the Bible. You'll learn how to pray when you pray Bible prayers. I tell you, last week, King Jehoshaphat's prayer, jumping Jehoshaphat, it was incredible. And this week, look at King Hezekiah's prayer. Verse number 16. Oh, Lord, maker of heaven and earth, who rules over all kingdoms of the earth. You know what he's saying? He's saying, God, you're sovereign over all things. Sennacherib is big. Sennacherib is a problem. Sennacherib thinks he's in charge, but no, God, you're above Sennacherib, and you are the maker of heaven and earth, and you are above all kingdoms of the earth. You know what we do so often? We look at our problems and we magnify them to where they're the biggest thing in the world. No, you know what you do? Real prayer? Real prayer is you magnify Jesus Christ, who is the maker of all things. Amen? Amen. He made all things. He spoke all things in Colossians 1. And through him, all things hold together. You go to Jesus with it. He's above it all. Friends, the winds and waves still recognize his voice. Amen? Amen? And you go to God and you magnify God. And when you magnify God, then your problems are in the right perspective because God is above it all. The kingdoms, listen, God reigns over them. And then look what he says Incline your ear. Ooh. Incline your ear. That means to bend. Incline means to bend. Bend your ear toward me, God. Hear their threats. And look what he says. And open your eyes. See their threats, Lord God, and how they mock the living God. Friends, you know why I love this scripture so much? To ask the Lord to bend his ear and climb his ear, to ask the Lord to open his eyes and see. You know why I love it so much? Because you know what Peter wrote in his epistle? The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cries. Amen. Amen. You know what it is when you begin to pray and say, God, would you incline your ear toward me? Would you open your eyes toward me? Friends, it is a promise of the word of God. And when you pray that great prayer, you say, God, I know what your word says. Your eyes are on me and your ears are open to my cry. You are a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. Amen. Friends, that's how you pray. That's how you get ahead of your problems. That's how you get out in front of what Satan's trying to throw at you. You take it to God. And so he prays. Incline your ear to me, verse 16. Open your eyes, see their mocks. The Bible says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. That's what it says in Galatians. And so verses 17 and 18. Now, I appreciate this. King Hezekiah says, God, there's some truth to what is saying here. He's not not messing around. He's He's not blowing smoke, God. He really does lay nations to waste. Verse 18, he really does take gods and he throws idols into the fire and breaks them in pieces. And of course, Hezekiah says, of course, they're fake gods. They're not the living God. But you know what I appreciate that Hezekiah is doing right here? He's telling God the facts. You know, it's okay to be honest with God and to tell God the facts of what's going on. It's okay to tell God that you're afraid. It's okay to tell God that you don't know what to do. It's okay to tell God the mountain that's in your way. Be honest with the Lord. And say, God, I need your help like never before. And here's what's going on. I know Satan's lying, but God, here's the truth of the matter. I'm up against a wall. And I don't know what to do. Verse 18, verse 17, he tells God the... Matter, but look at verse 19. Look what he says. But, oh Lord our God, will you save us from the hand of the enemy, from the hand of the king, the hand of Sennacherib? Oh God, will you save us? Now say amen if you're with me right now. I want to teach you something out of God's word. Notice what he's, notice what he does does not say first. He does not say, oh God, will you save us because we are worthy of being saved. doesn't say that, does it? It doesn't say, Lord God, will you save us because we deserve to be rescued. No, what does it say? Will you save us so that all kingdoms of the earth will know that you are God alone? Later on in this chapter, God says he is going to rescue them. And God says, for my name's sake, for my own sake, and for the sake of my servant David. Friends, let me tell you how to pray. You don't pray and ask the Lord for help because you're all that. (laughs) You don't pray and ask God for help because you're manipulating God. Well, God, I did this, so you need to do that. You don't pray and ask God to help and say, God, if you do this for me, then I'll do. No, that's negotiating with God. As a matter of fact, in the next chapter, Hezekiah is going to negotiate with God, and it doesn't turn out well. You don't negotiate with God. No, do you know how you pray? You say, God, for your glory, for your own sake, so that everyone around me would know that you are God alone. Will you rescue me? Will you help me? Will you deliver me? Can we say amen to that? For God's own sake, for His own glory. Not for ours, but for His. I tell you what the Lord tells me many times. The Holy Spirit will remind me in this trial that I'm in. The Lord will remind me. Chad, if I am being so glorified... In this blindness. I'll be even more glorified in its healing. Amen. And it's my prayer. That everybody who knows me. Who knows my story. Everyone who will ever meet me. Will know that God. Is God alone. Amen. So. What verse am I in? Um, Oh, you're not following along, are you? You're letting me do all the work. (laughs) 19. (laughs) Verse 19. God save us. For what purpose? That all kingdoms of the earth will know that you are God alone. Friends, do you live your life in such a way that people see the lordship of Jesus in you? They see the glory of God in you. Whatever things you suffer. Whatever trials you face. Whatever fire you walk through. Do they see Jesus in you? Live your life in a way. That everyone who knows you. Everybody that works with you. All of your neighbors. All your social media friends. Whatever. That everybody who knows you. Will know that God. Is God alone. Verse 27. In verse, in verse 16, we see Hezekiah's prayer. In verse 27, <coughs> we see God's response. The prophet Isaiah tells Hezekiah, the Lord has heard your prayer and he's answered. And he tells Hezekiah that King Sennacherib is going to die by the sword. But I want you to look at what God says. You know what God says about the enemy? Boy, didn't you enjoy that song, Raise a Hallelujah, this morning? I'll oh, raise a Hallelujah. Amen. In the midst of my enemy, in the midst of the unbelief, in the midst of the mystery, my weapon is worship. Amen. Oof. Boy, I sang that with all my heart this morning. And look what God says about the enemy. God says in verse 27, I know his uprising and I know his downsettings." Let me tell you, God knows everything about our enemy. God knows what he's doing. God knows his next move. God knows what he's going to try to do. And let me tell you, God is well ahead of the curve. Nothing shocks the Lord. Nothing takes him by surprise. Verse 28, what does he say? God says, I am going to put a hook in his nose. Oh, don't you love that? How humiliating to the enemy. I'm going to put a hook in his nose and a bit in his mouth. Don't you dare tell me God's not sovereign. Don't you dare tell me God's powerless. See, they tried to say in chapter 18, God is not able to deliver you out of our hands. They're saying, no, God is powerless. God says, oh, no, no, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a hook in your nose. I'm going to put a bit in your mouth. And I'm going to turn you. And the same way you came is the same way you're going to go home. What a mighty word from the Lord. Amen. Amen. A hook in his nose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. and a bit in it. You're talking about embarrassing. You're talking about humiliating. And what did Jesus Christ do on the cross? Colossians 2, verses 14 and 15. He humiliated. He stripped Satan and his kingdom. He stripped them. He humiliated them. He stripped them of all power. Amen? And may the Lord do it in our lives. Hallelujah. And so... God steps in. God says, no, this isn't going to stand. Verses 30 to 35 of chapter 19. Here's what God says. God says, I declare. Let me tell you, when God decrees a thing, when God declares a thing, you better know it's going to happen. Amen? You can take it to the bank. You can cash in on it. God will perform his word. God will do what he says he is going to do. And you know what he says is going to happen? Sennacherib is going to die by the sword. And God says, I declare he will not enter Jerusalem. God says, I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to defend it. And listen to what God says. Not one arrow will be shot from the bow toward Jerusalem. You know what God says? God says in the Bible, I think it's in Psalms. The Bible says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people. Do you realize you're surrounded by the Lord today? Do you realize God fights your battles on your behalf? That's why you can spread this disastrous news. That's why you can spread the calamity. You can spread the fearful news. You can spread it before the Lord. Verse number 35 this is where I'm going to close. You still with me? Say amen if you're still with me. In December, we're going to study angels. And you know, people really, they got the wrong view of angels. People, you know, uh, culture shows us images of angels and half of us think we know what angels look like because of culture. And we think it's these cute, uh, puffy, uh, little baby looking things. Little angel dust just falls off their wings. And they're so cute and cuddly. No, that's not the Bible view of an angel. We're going to learn in the month of December. I'm going to try. I'll tell you everything I know about angels. Let me tell you what the Bible says. They are messengers of God Almighty. An angel is nothing to mess with. They are ministers of flame. The Bible says they have swords of fire. You remember what happened to King Herod in Acts chapter 12? When he glorified himself and didn't give glory to God? The Bible says that an angel of the Lord struck him down. Angels are nothing to mess with. And so, verse 35. God says, I declare it. This army's not going to stand. You're not going to pick on my kids. I'm doing the Chad translation right now. You're not going to pick on my kids. (laughs) Amen? Amen. God's people are not going to be bullied. God's people aren't going to be pushed around. God's people are not going to be threatened. God says, I'll step in. I'll intervene. And look at verse 35. That night, an angel... Of the Lord. We're talking one angel, church. An angel of the Lord struck down 185,000 men in one night. Can you fathom that? In one night, the angel of God struck them down. And you know what? The battle was won before the battle ever began. Amen, Because the battle belongs to the Lord. And not to you. And not to King Hezekiah. But to God. Let's close our eyes right now. Let's bow our heads. You say, Chad, what happened to Sennacherib? Oh, exactly what God said. When 185,000 men of his army were killed by the angel of the Lord, he tucked tail and ran home. And you know what happened? Verse 36, he went to Nineveh. God put a hook in his nose and a bit in his mouth and turned him back. Sent him the same way he came. Verse 37, his sons came in while he was worshiping his false god. And they killed him with the sword. They assassinated him. He was murdered. Friends, let me remind you with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. May I remind you this morning the same God that fought for His people, the remnant, the same God that dispatched His angel to strike down an entire army is the same God today that says He encamps His angels about all those who fear the Lord. Amen. Friends, you love the Lord Jesus Christ today. You're born again today. Let me tell you, on the authority of God's word, you have angels encamped about you. Mighty, warring angels. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is there to fear when God is on your side? God is on your side today. Don't you listen to Satan's lies? Don't you let him tell you God's not trustworthy? Don't you let him tell you that God's turned his back on you? Don't you let him twist the truth in your life? Don't you let him tell you that God is not able? Or that God does not care? Let me tell you what to do. Don't answer him a word. Be silent today and go to God. Spread your trouble. Spread your problem before the Lord. And pray as Hezekiah prayed. Lord, incline your ear to me. Open your eyes to me. See the threats, Lord God. See how these people, see how this situation is trying to mock the Lord Jesus Christ. May you intervene. May you fight my battles.